Hello, and welcome to Inside Track and Field with Coach Rhodes. This is a podcast about the track and field scene in Prince George's County, Maryland. Where we came from, where we are, and where we're headed. Our guests will include athletes, coaches, and others that were instrumental in contributing to the rich, strong heritage that is known for PG track and field. So sit back and get ready to enjoy as we spend some time with some amazing guests, laughing, talking, reminiscing, all about our history. Welcome to Inside Track and Field. Today's guest is a 1999 graduate of Northwestern High School. The multi-state champion went on to Georgetown University. Prior to getting there, he set records in the 300-meter hurdles, 400-meter hurdles, and was part of the historic 1999 Penn Relay Championship of America in the 4x4, where he blazed a 45.8 leg en route to a 310 win for the USA and Hyattsville, Maryland School. That team went on to win the state title the following May over the perennial powerhouse Eleanor Roosevelt. Welcome the former All-County, Washington Post All-Met, Gatorade Athlete of the Year, Northwestern alum, James Graham. Thanks for joining the show, James. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. So a lot of accolades there, uh, sir, young man. Um, and it's, I guess it's going to be interesting to talk over the next few, you know, few minutes to see uh, some of those stories on, on, on how those uh, came about. But I wanted to start off with how, how did you first get involved with track and field? Well, uh, actually, um, it was just something to do. I actually started out swimming just to stay out of trouble and, uh, uh, uh Grades weren't doing too good. So I said, you know, I need to stop hanging out with uh, certain friends on the corner, things like that. So I started uh, swimming and then I went out for the track team my 10th grade year. My grades were so bad from ninth grade, uh, <laughs> I ran a week and uh, the coach said, you can't run uh, legally because you have to have over a 2.0. But he said, get your grades up uh, and you come back for indoor track in the fall. So that whole time I cut swimming but I started to just run a few miles here and there just doing things on my own and then my grades went from a 1.6 to a 3.75 and uh, that's when I came back when I uh, came back to try for the track team indoor track uh, it was around this time and uh, made it on the team and uh, just uh, moved on from there but I think the biggest thing was just finding an avenue to kind of occupy my time uh, in a in a um a positive way as opposed to just you know trying to be a kid you know hang out on the streets you know not doing anything to uh, um better my life so that's that's how the the uh, the track uh, the track adventure for me started. Wow, that's that's awesome, man. Which is definitely something I think maybe many of our listeners are, and I didn't know. Okay, that's that's awesome. So. Um, as you think back, you know, you, 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 got to, you got to be with the team and started training and things of that nature. When did you kind of realize this was something that you were gonna excel, something that was gonna kind of take you over, you know, give you other opportunities? 
Um, actually, it started in summer track uh, after the outdoor season of uh, my first year running. So when I started running, uh, I was like, you know, this is this is pretty difficult, you know, because I was a middle distance runner, so I was doing 800 repeats, uh, <laughs> you know, things of that nature, and 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 you know, it wins you, but it you know also builds you up. So I will you know come to the meets and. The first meet we had was at Hagerstown and I ran the 400 and um, I did pretty good. I won my heat and, you know, mm -hmm. felt pretty good, but I felt just exhausted after um, afterwards. And then as the indoor season went along, I ran, you know, some uh, good splits for the four by four and was mainly doing uh, the high jump. Then we got to counties. That was the first time they put me in an open event, which, which was a 500 and I ran up against um, Medibo. <laughs> <laughs> and so I knew he was a top guy so I got out and then died out and he passed me you know uh as usual and uh went on to regionals and states and uh, you know place but uh, uh um then outdoor season came uh mainly started to uh continue to run the four by eight four by four and you know just just kind of building up um endurance and my speed started to incorporate some of the shorter hurdles in uh, into that and then mm -hmm. I have a uh, had a friend who was on the team named Andy who actually uh, passed away uh, some time ago he said you know maybe you should come out and run for the Hummerbirds summer track I had no idea what summer track was I'd never even heard of this so you know I said <laughs> why not <laughs> and so when I tried out that's when I first met Batch and the whole uh, humming uh, Hummingbirds uh, team Mm -hmm. And I'll run them age group 15, 16, and I had some uh, pretty good success as far as running a, f a few of uh, 49 open legs. Okay. And then when we got to the regional meet, which was in Georgia, my first open 400, I ran 47.8. And I was like, okay, um, the coach ran over, so you know what you just did, you broke the record. And I was like, for the regional meet, and I said, like, okay, that sounds um, like I'm actually doing something. Yeah. And then we came back to the finals that ran 47.25. And the coach from Suitland came over and said, you about to start getting a whole bunch of letters when you go back to school. And so that's when I realized that, you know, maybe I got something with this uh, track and field thing. Good, good, man. Good. I think I, I, I'm pretty sure I was at that meet. I don't know if it was at Life College or somewhere down like, like that in, in, in Georgia. Mm -hmm. I think I Yeah, Marietta, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you started to kind of see, you know, some definitely see some success and, and, and things of that nature. And um, what were, um, if you flash back now to kind of like the, the county itself and, and kind of the weekend and the week out competition, what were, what were some of your memories of those, those type of competitions? And, and why do you think, you know, maybe they were so fierce and, and competitive? So you had a lot of powerhouse schools like Rose, Suitland, um, Largo had a few people in uh, in the mix. Uh, High Point had a really good four by eighteen, and it's like every weekend uh, people came out there and just laid on the line. So it was it was no one was given any free lunches at any meet. Everyone came out there and ran, and you always had people up and coming, which at that time would have. Uh, was me so you know we were out there trying to uh, make our mark as well um but i used to remember seeing 
Roosevelt and Suitland go at it uh, in mm-hmm. various races. Uh, High Point was was a you know a powerhouse as as well. And I remember the first time seeing uh, Modibo running, and everyone had talked about him. And the first time <laughs> I seen, I was like, man, you know, uh, he can move, and he would just get out there and. Uh, kind of relaxed the beginning he would just turn it on in the end uh so he was you know almost a powerhouse in itself but but you had other people in the the 200s that were you know really competitive i remember mm-hmm. memories of going to the baltimore armory and the first term people just you know wiping out because it was uh so slippery yep but everybody came down there to run it was uh no one outside of maybe a select few people like Medibo who was really dominating. And even with him, he had competition from uh, Mervo uh, mm-hmm. in the 500 indoors, but yeah. uh, it was just a hard county. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul, can yeah, boo, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think about the army, because because, like I said, I I hope to you know cover you know kids and students from before you guys, before you and after. But when 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 you talk to today's athlete from pre, from Prince George's County, they really don't have a good you know you know memory of that. They 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 get to be on that um on that sports complex you yep. know so 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 tell me tell me how you know some of the things that that you remember or athletes would talk about when running at the armory? So one was we run on a basketball court and two, the, the, the lanes were outlined in tape. <laughs> but, you know, some lanes would kind of be bigger at some point, smaller. Um, and it was, you know, pretty much a cramped space. Uh, um, it felt a little congested in there. So I don't think, athletes who have the complex and the rubberized track have any idea of what it was just to like to get traction, especially in, you know, some of the shorter races or, or the ones you were going around corner and then kind of bumping into each other. Um, people just trying to catch your breath under the bleachers. They just find mm-hmm. a place to just squat for a second to kind of rest your leg. So, um, but one of the things I do recall that was positive was everyone was cheering on uh, everyone, you know, you had a, a lot of parents, but you had a lot of teammates who were cheering on their own team and also people from other teams, which made it uh, uh, electrifying. And at the region and the state meets, you know, you had uh, no matter if you were rivals in the county, when it came to regional and state, you supported your county. That's great. That's a great point. Yeah, it was, I just, again, like you're saying, it was electric. It kind of had memories of being electric in there and, and, you know, for, for the races, especially at, you know, championship time, it was around the whole track. It was like a hoopla going on yep. around, around the whole track. So yeah, that's, that's, that's something that definitely the, the kids of the complex, you know, haven't, haven't been able to experience in a, in a similar manner. That's, yep. that's good. That's and it was good. good competition. I mean, you had the rivalries and some, you know, people would talk trash, but it was neg- ne- never in a negative fashion. It was, at the end of the day, it was all, all, all love and everyone just wanted to, you know, just push each other and just um, run faster. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, you had, you had a, 
definitely a lot of your peers have, have commented very, very much the same way in that it was, um, you know, you were kind of friends off the track a little yeah. bit and mm-hmm. you, you would see each other during the summertime for summer track, but, and you'd compete for that race, but you know, it would be pretty, pretty friendly. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um, who were there, did you have um, any idols that you looked up to as, as you started to learn more about the sport? Um, were there some professional folks that you kind of looked up to and, and kind of, you know, patterned your style by? Uh, so for the 400, I would have to say uh, Michael Johnson, you know, he, he was the guy in the 400. So it, it was always uh, positive to see the type of times that he would just turn out and he would do it with such ease and finesse. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Marion Jones at one point uh, when she first started <laughs> but um but really i didn't have uh many professional athletes that i looked up to uh what always impressed me was when we saw some of the college athletes just just kind of show up and drop these amazing times out for me was more impressive than some of the professional athletes that's interesting that's a good point that's interesting um, when you, when you were getting ready, cause as I started to look up more, you know, we live more times and things like that. Um, when you were getting ready for some of these um, big competitions, how, how did you prepare mentally? What, what, did you have a routine that you kind of, kind of stuck to or developed in, 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 in your preparation for, for a big race? And not really, uh, a routine per se, just, just, sort of did my normal as I would warm up any other race. Um, I would always talk to uh, Batch uh, mm-hmm. when he joined us at Northwestern just to get any insight and just to kind of run some uh, game plans past him or he would uh, beat me to the punch and come, and, and come <laughs> over and just give uh, his advice. Um, but at the end of the day, it was generally just to go out there and try to execute as best as I can. But yeah, but uh, there was no general uh, routine per se. It was just the same, do your warm up as you normally would, do your stretches, do your drills, and um, try not to stay on your feet too long. So you, you, you weren't too exhausted by the time you got to the starting line and just um, execute your plan and not run off of uh, someone else because I made a few mistakes and in the past and try to run off someone else and it to um, destroy my, my race. Yeah, definitely understand that. Definitely understand that. So um, I was looking back at some, some of the uh, results from a couple of times. And um, like I said, I, I have a, I have a number of times that I remember, um, you know, seeing you competing again, just, just being really impressed with, with the type of uh, runner type of guy you were and stuff like that. Um, and, and one in particular was um, you had uh, it was a 300 meter hurdle race. Um, I don't remember. I don't recall if it was counties? It might have been counties when it might have been counties. I don't recall if it was junior year or senior year, but there was a 300 meter hurdle race, man. When I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you you, you, cr- you crashed number. I think it was number yeah. six. Yeah, you crashed number that. six on the coming out the turn real bad. I mean, so. So I love the hurdles and it's, it's one of my areas I feel I'm strong in, in coaching in. So I always pay attention to the hurdles, but, but you crashed number six and I crashed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here, 
but you reacted so well to after crashing, you popped right back up and finished. I mean, like literally tenths of a second off. Um, you know, I think one of your best times you had already run. And I was just shaking my head like, I don't believe what I just saw. <laughs> do you, do you mm -hmm. remember that race at all? Uh, uh, it was at Friendly High School. And it was my senior year. It was in the middle of the turn. And after the race, Batch, uh, uh, so Batch will always record the races. And he said mm -hmm. that when they set up the hurdles, the one my leg clipped was in my lane. So he said, that's why my leg caught it. But um, I remember getting out really well. Uh, everything was being executed, you know, uh, as I thought it should. Then I just remember falling flat on my chest. Mm -hmm. And it was never a moment where I thought you know, this was over. It was almost just an instinct just to get back up and get back in the race and just not give up and just try to finish as best you can. And I think that was part of the mentality that Batch instilled in all of us and, and how we practice, no matter you know, what happened in, in or during a race, you, you, you finish and you finish it like like you started, but uh, that was a little hard when I crossed the line because I was mentally, I was, I was in a position where I, I thought I could break the county record. Right. And so that's what I was uh, gunning for. And, you know, um, I just finished the best I could, but uh, um, try to come back at, you know, regionals and states and um, just do better in it. Well, that well, that you did. That you definitely did. You you definitely came back and you know had a, had a really clean race. I remember, um, you know, the following the following week and then the week mm -hmm. after up, up at UNBC, um, you know, did that as well. And um, so I was looking. I was looking back at um, the 1998 um, 400 meter times and um, you know and and results. And you ran a 40. It looked like you ran a 48.9 in, mm -hmm. in, in 1998 and got fourth and there were some good runners in, in, in you know in the race but then a year later um and again you got to consider you know again at friendlies you know track and type of surfaces yeah, mm -hmm. you came back and, and you dropped to 4770 and it was almost like you you were you know stamping your your, your dominance in 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 that um you know in that event and it, and it was against some um good uh some some good folks so mm -hmm. um that was you know that was again, you know, impressive. I think that year you went. I think that year you went um, forty-seven seven in the in the four hundred and thirteen ninety over the one tens, and then came back mm -hmm. and ran the forty-six seven um, at um at um at, at states. I think that year. So it was, mm -hmm. you was you were definitely rolling, and some of those times sat until you know a, a lot of years later. So it was it was definitely exciting to watch people don't realize that the 400 yeah. and the 300 hurdles are back to back. So to run those times, especially at States at that amount of time with a pretty much minimum recovery, it's, it, it says a lot to what he did. I mean, I, I, I remember that race, just like you remember that race. And I was just like, he, he rolled, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, those 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 combinations were were absolutely impressive, you know, and um, I think it, it it just said a lot about about what your capabilities were. But but um, I definitely, you know, think what you what you said about, you know, how how 
how coaching and how, you know, how you worked at practice also, you know, demonstrated uh, an important component of, of um, you know, some of the successes that you, that you experienced. Yeah. And we had a really good team. Uh, we didn't have a big team, but we had a really strong and solid team. And we came out to every practice and, I mean, and ran. And there were a few times where we were kind of practicing batch just that you, you got to look like you have to. He was like, you got, you can go play basketball today, but you have to keep running. So he would have us go to our um, basketball court at the school and mm -hmm. we would, play basketball we had to keep moving so that was batch's way of kind of getting our mind off a of track for that practice mm -hmm. but still having us exercising um everyone on the team i mean it may have been 10 of us uh we we were all we were all close we used to go over each other's house in the night uh, you know hang out and we're still close to these days I and mean, i view them as brothers so it wasn't mm -hmm. a i would say teammate thing it was more so a uh, a brotherhood and I think that's what um, pushed us more because if uh, one of us were having a bad day then the other one would run extra hard to you know make up and then vice versa yeah. and we always cheered each other on um, everyone's parents came out and cheered us on and it was uh, really more of a family environment as opposed to a um, just a, a team environment for us good that's 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 cool that's cool so i want to talk about one uh, another um time during your high school career which um um obviously is well known was that that um 1999 pen relays um for for our listeners that are not you know really familiar with track or even some that are um tell them about the type of environment pen relays um presents for 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 a high school on the, on the, on the Saturday and and when when the stadium is like that. Yeah, I mean, so that's pretty much the biggest stage of the audience of your high school career. I mean, you walk out and it's thousands and thousands of people just chanting and making noise, and you you have the huge field, and you have all the professional athletes, uh, college athletes. You have the various news crews uh, out there and if you don't run fast there, then I don't know what to say, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, that's beyond electrifying. The first time I went, uh, I had no idea. Kenny told me that, you know, pin relays, you know, that's the place, but describing it and actually being there, uh, you can't put it in words. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of the most, um, if not the most exciting places to, 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 to host, you know, yep. a track meet. I'm, you know, I'm sure. Um, I haven't been to an Olympic Games or anything like that yet, but um, but I'm sure it 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 as far as um United States track and field, it's it's and especially, you know, along the levels of you know, like high school, college, and professional, like you said, it's it's awesome. I agree. Definitely enjoying watching you guys um and do that. Um, I hope I can get maybe get a get a shorter, quick interview with with uh with the with your teammates with the four of you, to just to joke and laugh oh, yeah. a little bit about that about that day and stuff. So that, that, that looks like it should be fun. Mm -hmm. um, what, what's something you would share, you would share with, with student athletes of today or, 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 or young people of today that um, about how, you know, how you kind of uh, transitioned in, 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 into developing yourself to be the type of athlete you became and all and things like that? Uh, one thing I'll say is, you know, um, don't give up, uh, you know, 
whether it's in a meet or if it's in practice, I mean, you got to push through it because the next person, that's what they're doing. They're not uh, um, relaxing. They're trying to be the best just like you are. So you got to, you have to show up at practice to show up at a meet. You know, you, you, you only, your talent is only going to take you so far because so many people, once you get out of, um, I mean, the county has talent, but once you get out of the county, you realize the, the, how, how stiff the competition is. And, and that talent kind of goes out the window uh, when you have people who have talent and are putting in the work. So uh, my, one of my uh, best advice I can give is uh, um, show up to practice, you know, give that y'all, I mean, leave it on the track. And when you come to a meet, um, it's, it's going to be a lot easier to, to push yourself because you've pushed yourself in practice. And we're going to meet, just leave it on the meet. And uh, you also got to understand that uh, um, once you transition from high school to college, uh, it's a business. Uh, it's a totally different environment. It's no longer a, I'll say, a, uh, a family thing or a, um, a friendly environment. You have to look at it as uh, you are getting, in essence, paid for your skills and you have to produce and you have to show up and with college you know you're living on campus it's going to be different than staying at home with with mom and dad so you have a lot of freedom which which i think it catches a lot of uh, student athletes off guard and i think that's why some of them um, don't run or live up to their potential because you know like the party then they're going to show up for practice and your times are going to suffer there's no way around it so at the end of the day whether it's in high school or in college you have to put in the work and it's best to just hurt at practice uh, and leave it there definitely, definitely. good and i appreciate you well, and i'll say you definitely set it into i said listen to your body that was another thing i had to learn to listen to your body because only you know uh as far as um um injuries you know in, when something's not right and and when something doesn't feel good you can push through it so uh that's when you listen to your body and communicate with your coach so they know you know some days how hard to work you you know and when to back off because the worst thing you want to do is try to push through a workout when you know you're going to hurt something as opposed to uh take a light or rest the day and continue practicing as opposed to you know getting hurt and you're out for a week, two weeks, or a month. That's some great advice. That's some great advice. I think that goes back to what you mentioned about Batch, kind of knowing when you guys needed, whether it was more of a mental or a physical break from the, yeah. the pounding of, of, of track training and give you some alternate, you know, give you some alternate stuff that would still kind of keep you busy, yeah. but wouldn't necessarily, you know, tear your body apart. Yeah. yeah. And I have a, a, a tape of, one of my races in uh, batches recording it and his commentary through the whole race, he is saying everything that I didn't, that I didn't hear like pick up here, um, away from the rail there. And every time he says something, literally the next second I did that action in a race. And, and I think that's uh, how 
how keen and in tune Batch was with with us and and our training and when to push us and when to back off. And that kind of again goes back to the, the um, basketball analogy, you know, letting us uh, mm-hmm. play basketball. But uh, I think that's when you have a really good rapport with your coach and your coaches is is there to help you succeed and and not looking at it as um uh just something to collect a paycheck as a, I want to say it, but some coaches do look at it just as a paycheck as opposed to um uh bettering the athlete definitely uh definitely that's that's you know, you, you build your rapport with your, with your, um, it's a two way yeah. street kind mm-hmm. of that building that rapport and being able to, to, you know, achieve the desired results. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's great, man. Um, so I do a segment where, um, it's kind of a rapid fire, just not a whole lot of deep thought. Just think about what comes, comes into your mind, um, on for the answer, um, and it's just called a rapid fire segment where I ask about three questions and, um, and try to find okay. some more insight on you. So the first one is, um, which competitor were you most either intimidated or excited to face in high school? I would say, um, Ricky Harris, actually. Interesting. Harris. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hold that thought. We're going to go to the next one. All right. Other other than your marquee event, which event was your favorite? The 300 hurdles. Interesting. Okay. All right. And finally, um, this is my favorite question of Brad for track as a coach. What was your least favorite workout? <sighs> um so in in college we did a workout where we did 16 200s with at with 30 seconds rest. So that was my least favorite in college. In, in high school, it was a repeat 800s. Yikes. I like it. I like it. I did. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that, man. So um, let's, let's, I'm, I'm going to share one of, one of uh, my athletes that we, actually two of my athletes, they both said the same workout um, for their least favorite. We used to do a, a 10 quarter 10 400 workout um you know with them a lot of times usually in march in, in early you know kind yep. of early early spring and stuff and, and sometimes it'll be on saturday but um one of my one of our athletes uh alpha lobby who ended up running you know some really good times. oh yeah yeah so yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. he said he, he said he hated he hated march saturdays because because <laughs> he knew he had to eat light <laughs> he knew he knew that though that Saturday morning would be would be those 10 400s after spring break and and it just wouldn't you know it wouldn't he said he don't know why the coaching staff came up with that workout but uh, <laughs> it works though but he hated yeah so so Ricky Harris was a was a big name in our in in, in our area kind of in our area because of obviously the the um, northern VA but um <laughs> what what made it what made it exciting to 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 race to race him and to compete against him well, so he was the the top athlete in the hurdles, well, the foreign hurdles in in the nation. And when I started running them uh, at that level, uh, I ran my first 100 hurdles race my senior year. Uh, so you know, it was just running to me up against the best. And he's always well composed. He knows he's the guy to beat. And mm-hmm. and he 
he runs like, you know, he has no competition. So um, that's what just made it uh, a challenge. That's made it um, exciting. I really appreciate spending some time with you. It's been very interesting and I learned a lot. You're another testament of the type of athletes we have here in PG County. Your performances have stood the test of time. I'm really looking forward to our listeners hearing your story. And a special shout out to your teammate, Kenny Washington, for helping coordinate this episode. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you both uh, having me on and, uh, you know, Kenny for uh, reaching out. And I was more than happy to uh, participate and, you know, give my viewpoints of uh, just track life. Thanks for listening to the Inside Track and Field podcast with Coach Carl Rose. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time at the track, trying to go faster, higher, and further. Until next time, peace and blessings to all our listeners.